chapter 57. Of whales in paint, in teeth, in wood, in sheet iron, in stone, in mountains, in stars. On Tower Hill, as you go down to the London docks, you may have seen a, a crippled beggar, or kedger, as the sailors say, holding a painted board before him representing the tragic scene in which he lost his leg. There are three whales and three boats, and one of the boats, presumed to contain the missing leg and all its original integrity, is being crunched by the jaws of the foremost whale. Anytime these ten years, they tell me, has that uh, man held up that picture and exhibited that stump to an incredulous world. But the time of his justification has now come. His three whales are as good whales as were ever published in Wapping, at any rate, and his stump, as unquestionable a stump as you will find in the Western clearings. But though forever mounted on that stump, never a stump speech does the poor whaleman make but with downcast eyes stands ruefully contemplating his own amputation. Throughout the Pacific, and also in Nantucket and uh, New Bedford and Sag Harbor, you will come across lively sketches of whales and whaling scenes, graven by the fishermen themselves, on uh, sperm whale teeth, or, or ladies' busks wrought out of the right whale bone, and, and other little scrimshander articles, as the whalemen call the uh, numerous little ingenious contrivances they elaborately carve out of the rough material in their hours of ocean leisure. Some of them have little boxes of, of dentistical-looking implements specially intended for the scrimshandering business. But in general, they toil with their jackknives alone, and with that almost omnipotent tool of the sailor, they, they will turn you out anything you please in the way of a mariner's fancy. Long exile from Christendom and civilization inevitably restores to a man that condition in which God placed him, uh, i.e. what is called savagery. Your true whale hunter is as much a savage as an Iroquois. Well, I myself am a savage, owing no allegiance but to the king of the cannibals and ready at any moment to rebel against him. Now, one of the peculiar characteristics of the savage in his domestic hours is his wonderful patience of industry. An ancient uh, Hawaiian war club or spear paddle in its full multiplicity and elaboration of carving is as great a trophy of human perseverance as a Latin lexicon. For with but a few bit of broken seashell or a shark's tooth, that miraculous intricacy of wooden network has been achieved, and it's cost steady years of steady application. As with the Hawaiian savage, so with the uh, white sailor savage. With the same marvelous patience and with the same single shark's tooth of his one poor jackknife, he'll carve you a bit of bone sculpture, not uh, quite as workmanlike, but as close-packed, in its maziness of design, as the Greek savage, Achilles' shield, and full of barbaric spirit and suggestiveness as, as, suggestiveness as of the prince of that fine old Dutch savage, Albert de Durer. Wooden whales or whales cut in profile out of small dark slabs of the noble South Sea warwood are frequently met within the uh, forecastles of American whalers. Some of them are done with much accuracy. At some old gable-roofed uh, country houses, you'll see brass whales hung by the tail for knockers to the roadside door. When the porter's sleepy, the anvil-headed whale would be best, but these knocking whales are seldom remarkable as uh, faithful essays. On the spires of some old-fashioned churches, you'll see sheet-iron whales placed there for weathercocks, but they're so elevated and... Uh, Besides that, are to all intents and purposes so labeled hands-off that you can't examine them closely enough to determine upon their merit. 
in bony, ribby regions of the earth, where at the base of high, broken cliffs, masses of rock lie strewn in fantastic groupings upon the plain, you'll often discover images as of the petrified forms of the Leviathan, partly submerged in grass, which of a windy day breaks against them in a surf of green surges. Then again, in a mountainous countries where the traveler is continually girdled by amphitheatrical heights, here and there, from some lucky point of view, you'll catch passing glimpses of the profiles of whales defined along the undulated ridges. But you must be a thorough whaleman to see these sights. Not only that, but if you wish to return to such a site again, you must be sure and take the exact intersecting latitude and longitude of your first standpoint, else so chance-like are such observations of the hills that your, your uh, precise previous standpoint would require a laborious rediscovery. Like the Saloma Isles, which still remain incognita, though once high roughed Mandana trod them, and old Figuera chronicled them, nor when expandingly lifted by your subject can you fail to trace out great whales in the starry heavens and boats in pursuit of them, as when long filled with thoughts of war the eastern nations saw armies locked in battle among the clouds. Thus at the north have I chased Leviathan round and round the pole with the revolutions of the bright points that first defined him to me, and beneath the effulgent Antarctic skies I have boarded the Argo Navis and joined the chase against the starry Cetus, far beyond the utmost stretch of Hydrus and the flying fish, with the frigate's anchors for my bridle bits and faces of harpoons for spurs. Would I could mount that whale and leap the topmost skies to see whether the fabled heavens with all their countless tents really lie in camp beneath my beyond my mortal sight. <laughs>